We are back with Rick Grinnell. Um, Rick served as the United States ambassador to Germany, as well as the former actor, acting director of the United States National Intelligence under the President Trump. Um, I know him. He's a graduate of Evangel University here in town. And then he went on to a little small college up in the Northeast called Harvard and did some stuff out there. But I think it was Evangel that set him up. But so anyway, um, Rick, welcome um, to the show this morning. How are you today, sir? It's so good to be here, my friend Alex. Thank you uh, for inviting me, and uh, I'm I'm thinking of all my great times in Springfield. I, I, uh, and I, you you are exactly right that Evangel. Um, honestly, I say this. Eva- I learned more at Evangel than I did at Harvard. Wow, there you go. Evangel needs to take that and make a commercial. So that's the deal. So hey, <laughs> speaking of Springfield, Andy's custard. I, I know that you spent some time there when you were here in Springfield. I did. Yeah, I did. How much was like a strand of them? Like two fifty or something? Because they're like oh, way expensive gosh. now. It's crazy. So I don't. I don't even remember. Um, <laughs> it was just the beginning of like the frozen yogurt custard phase. I'm so old. Oh man. So, well, you know, you you worked in the Trump organization. And I believe you're still working um, with him and doing some work there. Um, tell us about your experience. I mean, you you started just. I, I know you followed your campaign. You worked for the Bushes. You did some work with Romney. How do you go from Romney to working for my man, Donald Trump? <laughs> I think that's a really good question. You know, I spent, um, I, I spent eight years uh, in the same job at the UN. I was the American spokesman at the UN. And during those eight years, uh, you know, we saw the war in uh, Iraq, a war in Afghanistan, wars in Syria. And, I think I had a front row seat to the Bush foreign policy, which um, I would say I saw the successes and I saw the failures. And I went through a process of trying to figure out um, philosophically, when is the right time for the United States to, uh, to launch a war, to take military action? And I saw for eight years the different criteria that was used. And I came out of that as somebody who was really questioning the neocon foreign policy, uh, whether or not you can export democracy to a country that isn't ready for it. Uh, and, And so trying to balance the idea of America needs to stand strong and we need to uh, be that beacon that Ronald Reagan talks about. We need to stand for democracy, human rights, the rule of law. But when do you actually use military force? And when do you uh, try to promote a stronger diplomatic solution? That process was, was really difficult for me to kind of figure out who's right. Are the Republicans right? Are the Democrats right? Yeah. We, we, I saw this in 2000. 16 campaign where Donald Trump really articulated what I was thinking. And, and he said, look, we need to have a strong military peace through strength type of philosophy, but we need to be very judicious about when we use it. And we need to first and foremost, ask the question, what is best for the American people, for the American taxpayer, for the American citizen, how do you keep them stronger? And I think if you keep that, question as the foremost question, what is best for America? Uh, I could make the argument that when America puts itself first, that the rest of the world benefits because we are that country that does stand for capitalism and human rights 
and the rule of law. Man, so I, that's interesting. I, I I love to hear that, and thank you for sharing how you kind of evolved there. That that makes me want to ask you this. So, you know, what's happening in Ukraine right now? What's your view on that? Like, should we be funding them? I mean, what's your thoughts? So, you know, the Ukraine question is is, is much more complicated than I think. Uh, politicians and the media are making it out to be. Uh, I served in Berlin for a number of years. Um, and if you understand that region, I think you realize that Ukraine is a complicated place. It's, it's a country where um, half the citizens were Ru- Russian or former Russians. And it was trying to move to a greater uh, stance of being um not dependent on Russia, moving towards the West and for capitalism. But there's no question that it was a bridge country. And I just, I feel very strongly that when when you have complicated, complicated issues like Ukraine, and we had the Minsk agreement that Merkel and Obama tried to work out in the last Crimea war, that it, it's a lot more complicated and it needs diplomacy. So, what I would say about the Ukraine war right now is the only thing I see is funding a war. We're, we're spending more money on the war options, on the military options, and there's no peace plan. For the president of the United States to have a strong foreign policy, he needs two people underneath him sitting in the Oval Office fighting it out with different options, and that is the Secretary of Defense and the Secretary of State. One is for peaceful diplomacy and for sitting around a table trying to solve the problem. The other is we don't negotiate, we're gonna send in the military. I don't see that we have those two options right now. Mm -hmm. I see only the war option and I see only the Secretary of Defense. The Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, has been shoved aside. The State Department and our embassies, they're evacuated first and we, we put our head down running. We have to have a really tough diplomat that is at that table saying, we're going to solve this peacefully. Now, the Democrats have tried to make fun of tough diplomacy where they say things to President Trump like, oh, you're too mean to Merkel or you're you're too tough on some of these people. I think that if you want to avoid war, you better have a really tough diplomat. Because that's how you avoid war. War is hell. War is terrible. But sometimes it's necessary. I get that. But we owe it to the men and women who are serving and the families who send them to make sure that we have exhausted every possible peace option before you send in the military. Right now, the United States of America is in this, this system where we keep trying to solve every problem by sending in the U.S. military to win hearts and minds, we call it, or a whole bunch of other things. We cannot do that. We need to empower our diplomats. And lastly, I'll finish with this. We've got this system from the left right now where they're using the State Department with what they call culinary diplomacy or art in embassies program. These are fluffy side issues. They are not going to solve the problem by sitting around talking about elitist art or a really nice meal with a glass of wine. That is not appropriate for the priority diplomatic solution that we need to have. We need to be much more muscular. And I just think Anthony Blinken is a total failure. Our State Department has been shoved aside. 
and we need to have a a diplomacy with muscle strategy and we don't have it right now man that's good i know um I, i believe that you helped um broker the um the agreement between the balkan nations of serbia and kosovo under trump like three years ago and that that deal seems to be falling apart under the biden administration maybe your thoughts on that yeah alex you're so right about that we negotiated i i was the lead negotiator for four of the um agreements between kosovo and serbia it was donald trump's belief that if you talk about the economy jobs for young people that was better than sitting around a table and trying to hash out uh, political language um, and and having politicians try to negotiate things. We tried to empower the uh, the economy uh, creators, the job creators, and it worked. And uh, America took the lead, not in a sense of sending in the military, but sending in diplomats, and it worked. In the Biden administration, for Kosovo and Serbia uh, negotiations, they decided to pull the United States diplomats out and let the European diplomats take the lead. For the last three years, we've seen the, the agreements fall apart and NATO forces having to be added. American taxpayers paying for this once again with military force, a greater military force in Kosovo because the two sides uh, uh, really... Uh, fell back on their previous agreements under Donald Trump. It, this is just a, yet another example that the Biden foreign policy is a disaster. It doesn't work. Show me one part of the world that is better under the Biden foreign policy. I don't think there's one that exists. Everything has been dialed back. No, you're absolutely right on that. Hey, listen, I know the time is out here, but just real quick, 20 second answer on this one. Governor Nome is going to be with Trump on a um, rally over there in South Dakota. Is this like the a VP bid? Do you see what's going on? You you know what's going on with John, with President Trump. What's going on with that? Hey, listen, Christy Nome had a, uh, I think her son or daughter went to Evangel. Yep, so I have yep, to her say, son did. I have to say this is a big shout out for Christy. I love her. I think she's great. I think she's a possible VP candidate. There's no question. Are you going to be there at the rally? I won't be in South Dakota, but uh, I, I, I am either talking or with the president almost every week. So. All right, then. Hey, thanks for your time, Rick Rennell. Um Pleasure to have you on the show, Wake Up Springfield. And, uh, man, we appreciate it. Keep doing the good work there. So, hey, um, um, traffic with Don Luzader, and then we'll be right back with the morning dump.